from KFNX News Talk Radio 1100, it's Chatterbox, where you'll find the latest news, interviews, and updates about the gaming world. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host, the guests, and callers only, and not necessarily those of KFNX News Talk Radio 1100. And now, here's your host for Chatterbox. Why, I think that's us. That is definitely us. I, uh, I want to open the show reminding everyone how uh, seldom I update our website, ChatterboxGameShow.com. Uh, I went in last night. took me a while to figure out how to do it, but I, I updated that Listen Live button. I say I, I fixed the button um, simply by making it go to the KFNX website. Um, Norm, i got to say, that whole Listen Live, I don't know, the Surfer Network thing, whatever we use, man... Not not awesome. It requires Silverlight, and it's like, oh, you don't have Silverlight? Go download it. So it takes you to Silverlight.whatever. Yeah, isn't that like a new strain of disease? No, it's Microsoft Flash Imitator. And so, so a new strain of disease. Pretty much. Uh, it's old, and actually, I thought it had dropped off. I thought the end of life did. I thought they gave up on it, right? Because Yeah, but, but no, but Microsoft doesn't give up on anything. They just released beta for number five. Anyway, not important. So you click like to go download Silverlight, and what it... What it actually takes you to is downloading the developer tools so that you can develop Silverlight apps. It doesn't even get you the Silverlight player. And and probably about four rootkits at the same time. I tried to get the Silverlight player and couldn't figure it out in a short enough time that I just gave up. I was like, screw this. Um, So if anybody can look at that thing and figure out what link I should really be sending it to, um, not knowing if the person clicking on it will have Silverlight or not, uh, you let me know. But I didn't want to futz with it, so... I just, uh, you know, KFNX, whatever. Go there if you want to listen live. That's you it. you are a braver man than I am. Whatever, yeah. You know what Silverlight That way it'll also never of? break again because of my lack of updating anyway. Silverfish. Yeah, I don't care. Isn't, isn't that like a, um, it's like a fish that's like a parasite? I, I don't know. I'm not familiar like with eats your skin parasitic fish. And then it eats your face. Did I tell you about the time I ate a piranha? No. Usually and, that happens the other way around. Right? That's why it's funny. Yeah, so. I ate... I ate piranha at, at a restaurant, you know, not too far away. There's was some was crazy... it alive? No, it wasn't alive. Well, that's just not fair it now, was, is it? It was cooked, but it was uh, it was actually really good. So that's that what, it, what it tastes dinner. like. I don't know, man. Chicken? Good. Ah, whatever. It tastes like fish. All right. It actually didn't taste like fish. It's not one of the, a very fishy fish. Anyway. Um, Did it got... taste like human? I wish I could try human, but no, I, I don't know what human tastes like. Stuff, huh? Fish generally doesn't have a chickeny taste, though, and I think we're white meat. Yeah. If I had my guess, I, I think human is is white meat. It's hard to form a basis of comparison when you're talking about human meat. Yeah. Well, you know, have you ever heard of hufu, human flavored tofu? No. It's a real thing. I don't know if it's available anymore, but a few years ago it was. So if you're into that, you know. That's just weird, man. I think texture is really important, and I don't think you're going to get that out of out of tofu. So. Whatever. Given the option, I would totally try human. It's just, it's hard to acquire. Um, and highly illegal. Which is weird. I don't know why. I mean, if you're dead, you're dead. I would love to hear relatives eat me. Whatever. And if one of my relatives offered the, up. There's some guy in Germany that was like, he was doing some shtick like that. Yeah. 
Well, no, I'm, I'm serious. Don't. People always think it's weird when I talk about this. I'm like, I don't want to kill anybody to get it because I don't want someone to have to die. You don't want to do the dirty. If work. they died anyway, and they died in a way that they're they're healthy. Like if you're old and you know disgusting, your meat wouldn't be good. No, because unhealthy meat. Or, clearly or if you're diseased, bad. obviously they don't want you. But if like say you die young, you know, for something, I, I don't know what. I would be happy to you know eat some of your arm or something. You you Cooked, are I'm not into raw. You are going to be a future candidate for um. That weirdo addiction TV show. <clears throat> That's, I'm not addicted. I just said I wanted to try it. I mean, you've, have you tried any weird? That's where it starts, or my friend. Relatively weird meats. Like, have you ever had horse or kangaroo or alligator or anything like that? No, I've never had horse, but I have had the other two. I've, I've had alligator and, and kangaroo. You get that in Australia, though. If you go yeah. there, you'll try it. Anyway, haven't been to Australia. Moving on to video games. We've gotten Let's a lot do of that. a lot of email this week. A That's lot of right. references to past shows, which is what happens in emails, usually. Um, if, you, if you want to email us, go to the website, chatterboxgameshow.com or chatterboxers.com or whatever. You'll find uh, links to our email addresses up there. Um, I also, before we get to that, I wanted to point out that last week I asked for uh, people to tell me games that used the, uh, you know, had a virtual window-style control. Have you gotten any iOS responses? Devices. I did get one. One, and then I talked to other people about it as well. Um, generally, this is just considered gyroscope control. That's that's what I've learned. And uh, GameLoft, have you ever looked at the list of GameLoft games that are made for iOS? Not at all. They apparently just rip off all existing games on all platforms and release them for iOS. Sounds like modern mm-hmm. video game development. Yeah, I guess. Um, they they do a pretty extensive job. And, and I mean, compared to other iOS games, like they've got real developers pushing out like real stuff. Um, but you know, they're they're working on like a, a Red Dead Redemption copy of course and i think they already have grand theft auto copy out there and anyway they they make a lot of games and they have a few first person shooter games and uh and they use this french company i don't know actually sounds sounds a little french i don't know but at one point in time i wanted the domain game loft and i didn't know they existed and i searched and go oh look they that already exists so um Right, they have a lot of games, and they have first-person shooter games, and they already have that control system built in. Unfortunately, the games I don't think are very interesting, and they don't... Like, iOS shouldn't really have first-person shooter that is like other first-person shooters out there. You need to design your game for um, the the device that it's going to be on. Let me tell you something about the iOS, my friend. There's probably about 99.9099999% of the developers on there who are actually... Um, not interested at all in doing really coherent, meaningful artistic game development. On the contrary, I think a lot of the people who develop for it are small-time users who are just trying to develop something that they like, that they think other people will like. And copy Although often something else that. that they've seen three well, months ago. Sure, but I think for the most part, all game design is like that. It's copying some element. Yeah, I'm not going to go down <laughs> that uh, rabbit hole. Right. Well, anyway. You're not going to drag me down there this time. That's fine. Listen, I think we'll all agree that most games will have an element from some other game in it. It's rare you get something truly original. And some people just decide to completely lift things out of hand without doing one element of creativity. Well, there's there's that too. So, but anyway, like, what they've done is essentially created, like, they have this game called Nova, which is an acronym for some crap, right, to make it sound science fiction-y. And there's, like, robots that you fight and stuff. And uh, it uses the gyroscope control, and quite honestly, it's not poorly done. The at least what I tried, which was Nova 2, I think. Um, it's not bad. Like, it works pretty well. It does use joystick, uh, a virtual joystick for strafing and stuff, which I'd rather find a way to build the game that doesn't require that. But what it did, it did relatively well, and certainly the gyro control was as good as you would find anywhere else. 
um, like in Rage, which is what we talked about last week. But the problem is they took a game that requires, you know, a big screen, lots of pixels, lots of accuracy that you would have with a mouse or a, I'll say controller, but people will yell at me for saying you're accurate with a controller. Um, but it's something that takes more, I don't know what I want to say, immersion or like control or just more pixels, right? I, I don't know. Because when you're using an, an iPhone, right, and you're using the gyro control, you can point in the general direction. But if if the thing you're trying to shoot is only five pixels wide, like there's a lot of variability there. You could be shaking the thing a little bit and it, it moves. Um, it's just not good. The game needs to be built, designed in a different way so that it's uh, you're not pointing at really tiny things from far away. And that's what they did. They just converted a game that might be on a PC, you know, 10 years ago, and put it on iOS and put that control system on, and it's as if it's supposed to be good, and it's not. I'm not surprised. Reason. But the control, which is what I'm specifically interested in, was good, and so it demonstrated that those sorts of games exist. And there's another game called uh, Gun Range, or like Eliminate Gun Range. I think the name was already taken, <clears throat> so they had to add something to it, um, which is just a gun range, and you're shooting at targets and stuff. That does a better job of it. Uh, I think that's made by... Like NG something. Those people who, I don't know, we talked to a developer who made a game that got released on their stuff, NG Moco or NG something. NG Moco. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> they published that, and uh, it's not bad. It's it's a little bit too tame for my taste. It's just pointing at a bunch of targets and stuff. But, uh, you know, give it a shot. There's a free version, so you might as well try it. But it, it gives you an idea for that type of control system. And I'm still totally enamored with it, and I still, I've talked to a few different people who develop, uh, develop iOS stuff, and uh, my might end up working on a project at some point. But I'm not like as gung-ho to get it released right away because I realized apparently these have been out for a year. All of these, these yeah. gyro control well, games. All I have to say is <clears throat> good luck with that. Good luck with what? With good. your endeavor. Dude, it can be done. It can make something fun with it. It can be done. Controls, but I don't want to do luck. just a first-person shooter. I don't want to do just a target shooter because it's you need to do something more interesting than that. Well, you can do a target shooter with a twist. I guess. Or the twist it'll be the key. Or not a shooter. I'm I'll be surprised if you could come up with something compelling with that control scheme that does not involve you shooting something in some way. I think it can be done. Because no, because invariably you're going to be you're pointing and you're shooting something. If even if it's not a physical well, shoot. Well what if what if you're catching? That's what I'm saying. Same difference I don't mechanically. Think so. I don't think so at all. Alright, well then do it that way. Yeah. I mean obviously it's similar, right? Because you have to Get to where you're, like, point the device where you're, where you need to point. Mechanically, it. it's still going to be the same operation, is what I'm saying. Yeah, but it takes, like, what I was just talking about about pointing at something that's really small. It takes that out of it, right? Because uh, let's say a, a baseball is going to come at you from one of many different directions. You can just aim the device at that, and now you've you've caught it, right? But you don't have to be pinpoint, right? If you shoot and you you miss slightly. That just doesn't happen in a, in a situation like this because you can program it where you only have to be pointing in the general direction. Right. There's maybe, all kinds maybe of maybe one of twenty different directions instead of you can do all kinds of things with thresholds and stuff like that to deal with. Yeah, but to do them in, in this first-person shooter game, you'd have to just do a lot of auto aiming, and that's not uh, as awesome. Not necessarily. You would be surprised what kind of chicanery games do under the hood that you never ever really even notice in terms of what just increasing hitboxes and auto aiming yeah and I, I wouldn't necessarily it's not necessarily auto aiming i mean that that refers to more of a specific type of technique but there's a lot more chicanery that they do in a lot a lot more ways that games can do it to 
make you feel like you're actually hitting something. When I was in, um, even though that, you know, you might not be doing it that accurately. When I was playing this, um, this actually when I went to Vegas this weekend, right? So we were at GameWorks, and that's when I was telling you about that four-player four player arcade Pac-Man, which actually, yeah. actually we didn't even end up playing. I suspect but it's very similar to the iPad one, because the iPad probably, was, yeah. was trying to promote the four-player version. Almost the same one. Yeah. But, so, I have this card, right? Because that's how you play the games. You put money on the card and use the card. And then I was looking for a game to play because I, I wanted to use up my credits, right? And I only had a little bit of credits. And there's this old Sammy game, this like shotgun shooting game, right? And I don't even remember what it was called. It was just like this... Probably came out like three, four shotgun years ago. Shotgun shooting meaning you're holding a, a fake shotgun? Yeah, fake shotgun, okay. right? And I was really surprised how good I was at it, right? I mean, I would be like, shoot, aim, shoot, aim. I mean, like I was getting... I'm guessing probably like 80% accuracy. What was a thing. shotgun? How well, can you well, miss the, with a well shotgun? no. I mean, the interface was a plastic shotgun, but in the game, like it was like a pistol in second, and then there was a sniper rifle. Another. Anyway, the point was was that I felt like I was being really accurate with it, but I knew for a fact that I was not really being that accurate. You're too smart for your own good, but man. It, but it felt fantastic. Let me tell you. <laughs> so basically, giving you success makes it feel good. You have to do it in a certain way. All right. But, Maybe I can see something about that it's when like we come back. It's like a holy grail. It's of not game just for design. free. A little bit. All right, we'll be right back. Arizona's news talk leader, KFNX, AM 1100. And we're back. You're listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Right? Absolutely. Yes. I didn't I didn't know you were looking at me for to finish your sentence. Um, oh, it was finished. Was it? Okay. Um I guess this is the time when I mention UAT. UAT.edu, the website for the University of Advancing Technology, our esteemed sponsor. They make this show happen. Um I uh I also wanted to play before we go on anything else. A little clip that someone sent me today, which which I just thought was funny, right? Do we have room for funny on this program? You're asking me for permission? I'm, I, I suppose, you know, because it's your show, too. Because, well, that's very kind of you, sir. Yeah. I will allow it, okay. even, though, even though I did not find it the most funny. Well, this is because you don't have the history, because you've never heard of Real Men of Genius. No, because I live in a cavern. <laughs> yes, a, a tightly sealed cavern. So, <laughs> Hermetically so this sealed. This is a... Uh, uh, perhaps some of our listeners have already heard this, but I, I don't know if it's going to catch the YouTube uh, wind that, that other videos do catch. But but this is funny to me. I guess this is from Halo Fest. And there's a lot of crappy background noise. I apologize for that. It's not my video. Halo Fest presents Real Men of Halo. Real Men of Halo. Today we salute you, Mr. Terrible Warthog Driver. Mr. Terrible Warthog Driver. While other players are content to run straight across the battlefield, you say no. Why bother with two genetically modified legs when you can careen your way to a screaming death? I'll catch a cab! You might not know your drive shaft from a spark plug, but you've turned flipping your two-ton steel-plated assassin into a modern art form. Who needs insurance? Crack open a matchmaking, old <laughs> prince of the pit lane. But whenever a teammate is waiting on his battle bro to carry him to victory, we know you'll be there to drive him right off a cliff. Mr. Terrible Warthog Driver! 
Halo Fest 343 Industries, Kirkland, Washington. Here we go. I thought that was funny. That guy has a pretty good twang in his voice. I'll give you that. That was good. Not the singer you're talking Not about. Not the singer. The main narrator. Well, I, yeah. he really does sound like the genuine real men of genius guy. I assume he happened to be at Halo Fest for something else, perhaps. He's got a real good radio voice. Yeah, no, that was that was good. Unlike me. Are you familiar with the Halo Fest event? It's a festival about Halo. Yeah, I don't know anything about it either. <laughs> you and me both, brother. Yeah. Okay, so moving along. Uh, right before the break, you suggested you might talk about uh, a little bit about design. You want to just skip that and move on? Well, yeah, let's just skip it. Okay. Let's do that. Because sure. because we're we're flying by the seat of our pants. Because we do have a lot, and a lot and we don't have time to get held down by things like stuff we talk about last segment. Right. <laughs> so I got a little I got a little thing that I think you'll like. Okay. I've heard that before. You know, <laughs> as as have many females. <laughs> Thank you. So anyway, um, and little is not in reference to size. By any measure. I think that's actually exactly what the word is meant for. Well, that's, that's why I'm making the disclaimer. <laughs> okay. Anyway, you know how much I like to talk about research done on the impact of video games on, let's say, people's psyches. Yeah. Yeah? So here's, we've got another research study. Yeah? This time, This time conducted by the uh, Center of, um, of European uh, Economic Research and Baylor University and University of Texas at Arlington. And what did they do? They did a study to research how video games affect crime rates, right? And here's what they said. This was the greatest part. So there's this guy, this researcher named Benjamin Engelstadter or whatever, right? At some kind of European research thing, right? And he says, the effects of playing video games include both the promotion of aggressive behavior and a time use effect restricting the time for practicing aggressive behavior. Our findings for the United States show that the time use effect on players is stronger than the aggression promoting effect. Now, what does that mean in English? Yeah, I don't that understand. That means criminals can't be doing crime while playing violent games because they're too busy playing violent games. Is that what it says? Yes. Okay. In fact, they're so busy playing the games that the result net effect is the, that they're involved in less crime. Because they have something taking up their time. Yes. It's like getting the kids off the streets, man, to this play is, basketball. This is, see, these subtle things that everyone considers. You can't be robbing the Circle K down the street and play Madden at the same time, or Grand Theft Auto. You have to choose. Don't underestimate a man's ability to you multitask. Have to you have to choose. Do I engage in robbery for a beer or keep playing video games? You know, what I want to point out is that... You know, just today, we got an email from someone who's like, you guys really have the greatest show about games out there. Keep doing it. And I'm like, that's great. And then I hear us talk about, like, so there's this guy from, like, some study thing somewhere in Europe. That's awesome. Like, I don't <laughs> this, is, this is the pinnacle of radio that you can only get here. <laughs> I don't know how we earn this praise. This is, this is, this is why we have the, uh, the special mound of um, granite that we use as our desk. The desk is actually kind of impressive. I think it's the only cool thing in this place. It's probably the heaviest thing here in this place. Also true. So, um, yeah, so another fascinating research study. That doesn't seem like psychology study to me, though. It just seems like a sociology study. Well, sure. The human behavior, but not necessarily a change of psyche. I'm not going to draw lines here. Okay. This is just... Fine. You know, I took both sociology and psychology in college, which is maybe why I wanted 
want to draw those lines. I just took something psychotic. All 101 courses, by the way. Yeah. So, um, and then, oh, this is something we got to cover this show. Okay. Have you heard about the GameStop debacle over the past week? There have been a lot. There the thing a... about them pulling coupons from the, yes, the box? Yes, oh, the I big did, one. I did the put that front. See, and I, ha- I wanted to comment on this. Do you want to take it first? Yeah, let me let me let me give you the uh, let, let's give the listeners a little bit of background and then you can take it. Okay. All right. So, GameStop they're selling this game. It's a game published by Square Enix. It's Deus Ex uh, Human Revolution, the PC version. Right? New game. New game. They're like, oh look, there's these coupons that come with this game, and these coupons are for on live. How remarkable that we just decided to enter the. Um, Game streaming. Game streaming, cloud computing end of the business, right? Yeah. For the record, OnLive is that that system thing or, or service where you can play games streaming. You don't have to have the games. It's kind of like a Sega channel. Right. So We've talked about it before. Right. So somebody who works at GameStop is thinking, hmm, well, OnLive is doing the same kind of business that we're um, just starting to enter. So uh, let's just surreptitiously remove all of these coupons from this packaged product. Without telling anybody. And that's what they did. And then people found out. And they got really pissed. So this is the first instance that I've ever heard of where a retailer is actually had actually opened up every copy of the product that they were going to sell and removed something that was in there intended for the consumer. Because to them, it's a competing business practice. Right now, there's been some some developments, but Alan, give me your thoughts. Okay, so I have worked for various companies in my time. One of which was GameStop. Now I don't know, uh, yes. I don't know anything about their their structure in corporate because I like most of the people who would listen to the show and, and may have worked there, you know, worked on the retail end. Um, but I've also worked for companies that have a strong legal team, internal, right? Not uh, not hired only when they get sued and stuff. Right. I would have expected GameStop suing all the time. Yeah, well, every every big company <laughs> or gets getting sued. sued all the time. Every big company is either suing or getting sued, or usually both, all the time. And um, I would fully expect GameStop to have its own legal team. I, I would be very surprised if they didn't. First sure. of all, I mean, because they're public and they're huge. I mean, they have probably, I think, in the thousands of stores. I mean, I mean, crossing the thousand threshold, and it would be crazy if they didn't have their own attorneys. And to, as soon as I read this, I said. Oh my God, they're they amaze me at how stupid they can be. It, like this must not have been run by legal, because they would obviously have said no. What the hell are you doing? Right. Right. Because there's when you have a coupon in a box, right? I don't I don't know if it was advertised on the front of the box or not. It was. It was actually it turned out to not be advertised. Okay. Let's assume it wasn't. Great. It just makes it a little bit easier for them. But. Um, it was in there for a reason. There right. was an agreement with, you know, Square Enix, whatever, right. or whoever else was involved in packaging and, and marketing with that game. There was an agreement between them and this other company to distribute it. And part of that is we're going to have so many units in GameStop. And if GameStop does that, first of all, it's going to piss off the publisher. But on top of that, it could very well leave them, you know, in a lawsuit because they weren't told that this wasn't something they were allowed to do. Uh, people have put all sorts of things in boxes before. Not to mention... When they packaged it, nobody knew that GameStop was doing this. Uh, on top of that, GameStop never told their publishers, their their you know vendors, that you can't do this. Uh, they've in the past they've been sued. They specifically had a lawsuit saying 
hey, you tried to sell open games as new. You can't do that. And then they stopped doing that. And right. then they did. It's like they forgot. But the thing is, like the people in retail who are re- revolving every six months or whatever, I can understand. But someone at corporate had to make this decision and send out that email that we all saw. Yep. And like not be aware of the company's history, not know that, no, you can't open up a friggin' box and pull something out of it. Of course not. That's moving at the speed of the internet. It's The stupidity just amazes me. Okay. And I, There's been some developments after this, so we'll get back to it when we come back. Hey, it's me, Mario. You're listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. It's a number one. are back okay so the game spot thing game stop right what did i say game spot isn't it how funny <laughs> how how nearly interchangeable those words are and yet so far the mistake is made very often like osama and obama mm-hmm. yeah so here's the funny thing is that while people found out because this 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 memo that came out was apparently leaked almost instantly, right? So people found out that they were doing it almost right when they started doing it. Yeah. And it's so, great it's great that employees will take emails and then immediately just be like, Hey joystick, check this out. Yeah. Well, especially when you're talking about a company like Game Stop Stop. Right? Because that the company's gotta have any manner and multitude of disgruntled employees. Yeah. Well, you should understand when you're paying virtually minimum wage or actually minimum wage, there's literally no loyalty. Yeah. Because and sometimes the opposite of loyalty. Yeah. Now but, I had loyalty when I worked there, so much so that I put my life on the line and was uh, was dropped anyway. Which was, I don't know if I've ever told that story on this show. By the way, it is a great story that I might tell one day. Maybe one day. Yeah. But anyway, what they did was they actually uh, what they should have done the first time, if do anything at all, they actually just stopped selling the product. After a little bit, right? Yeah. Which is, that makes sense to me. That seems fair. That's right? totally legit. Right. You want like, to stop it and waste it, all the money that you bought? Yeah, sell it or them. don't sell it, right? But this, like, we've received this product to sell, and we're just going to decide to sell this part of it and not this other part. That seemed a little shady to me. Now, the funny thing is, is that after all this anyway, Game Stop has issued an apology to people affected by this. So if you did um, buy this game... From them, then they're offering you a $50 store gift card. This amazes me. Just like knowing GameStop, I'm really surprised they're giving basically a full credit back. Which is, yeah, which is actually... um, Totally out of their character. But I think they're trying to avoid a lawsuit Also out of their character. And yes, I think that they stepped into some litigious morass that they're hoping to have to dodge. Yeah, what's funny is they're still going to get sued by, by Square Enix. If I have my guess, maybe. Um, well, but here's here's not the funny sued thing. by the customers. Actually, you get you get more. Mm-hmm. Um, you also get a coupon for a free used game if you buy two other used games first. So I think it's buy one get one half off. What is it? It's buy two at full price and get, get one a free, free used game. Right. So it's probably two used games get one used one free. No, buy two used games and then get one free. Exactly. That's what. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Anyway, if you get the discount, if you get this promotion. This this offer, this reparations, whatever you want to call it, um, don't use your gift card money to buy the two games to get the free used game because that's they're trying to trick you. 
Just get the free, just spend your free gift card and forget about their other offer. They're trying to distract you with that. But anyway, there was, there was something else you were saying about, um, yeah, Square Enix. Here's the thing that totally, totally floored me. They released a statement saying the following, which completely surprised me. They said, Square Enix America respects the right of GameStop to have final say over the contents of the products it sells and to adjust them where they see fit. I did not hear that. Are you kidding me? No, not at all. This is That is ridiculous. Now, just think about how much clout and how much power GameStop has in this situation for Square Enix. I guess they're not going to get sued by Square release a statement like that they basically said oh gamestop you have all the cards you have all the power if square enix was was an american company that would have never happened yeah I, they would have been lost right away no technically they're an american company they're just come the on. american branch of a japanese company yeah they're japanese um that's crazy i didn't i didn't hear that the the apology and the 50 dollar gift card i was just like of course, you can't not do that. And the fact that anyone pulled the trigger and said pull them out of the box was such like an emotional uh, trigger happy move. Yeah, yeah. It, it amazes me that they allow people who work that way to be in their corporate offices. Like I could be working there, I could be running the show and doing it properly and not being retarded. And uh, they've got someone up there who made a move that was so obvious to anyone with half a brain cell that would totally blow up in their face and in no time whatsoever as it did it i can't believe someone is there at that level of power to make that policy on such short notice and be so dumb to not realize that it would immediately backfire yeah i'd say that's a fairly accurate statement yeah and i'm pretty confident that that person doesn't work there anymore it's got to be or the rest Uh, of the company is just as dumb either that or the rest of the company is just as dumb yeah so that's horrifying that such stupid people exist. But at least for once, this time, the consumer wins out as long as you just... Yeah, you get a copy of Deus Ex and 50 bucks. Yeah, as long as you just don't take the rest of their bait. Anyway, uh, we still have m- even more letters. Yeah. I should say, by the way, OnLive also got more publicity than they would have had this never happened. This, uh, Yeah, I think this is a little bit of our uh, Barbara Streisand effect going on here as well. Yeah. Which they would want. Actually, online would sure. Online wants it's it. It's just uh, bad will for GameStop for when their streaming service. It's comes probably out. even worse for GameStop because now even more people know about it because they were hiding the coupons. Yeah. Well, I mean, they just got free publicity just from this whole thing anyway. So really, everyone wins. And those those are the best kinds of outcomes. Okay. So anyway, um, we've got more letters. We got lots of email this week. Shall we move on to the more letters? Yeah. Sure. So our um we got a friend uh, we don't have a friend we got a letter from our friend Calvin sounds like first time writer and I he, think he points out that he's never written anything or any to any show before and Calvin I have to say that I was actually uh, impressed with your letter writing eloquence so I will read it now for uh, much to your joy or chagrin depending on what kind of person you are I just want to thank him for allowing us to be his first. And then there's that, too. Um, So we were talking last week about gender issues in games and also just the variety of games that are available. And so Calvin writes us and he says, There's a segment or two that focused on the diversity in video game development, specifically gender-based, where you were spot on 
Until you said something to the effect of, quote, there are plenty of games that suit your needs. You then issued a challenge, and I did, to use my own free will to go find the good games. And then so Calvin continues and says, okay, I completely disagree with you here. There. I'm an avid collector, and this by far has been the worst console life cycle in my lifetime. Uh, and then he continues on that. And anyway, um, hey, Calvin, you know, maybe right now on the 360 there aren't games you have to play, but I didn't really have any qualifications or restrictions when I said that there are all kinds of games you can play. You know, you might have to go back through some back catalogs. I mean, you're a collector that you you mentioned that yourself, right? So you probably have access to way more games than most people do, and you're probably aware of way more games. So maybe you're not a good example, right? But this is the thing you got to do if you want to find something, right? You might have to go to a platform that you're not comfortable with, or you might have to look in an area of, you know, just video game development history that you have not had a lot of experience with. But I still think that, I mean, even the games that we played, you know, in the 90s and the 80s, these are, those are still, if they were good games then, I think that they're good games now. And there's certainly certain games that are from those generations that have not been able to have been replaced. You know, I mean, nostalgia is one thing, but there's a few games from way back when that I think even to this day don't have any peer. And you gotta, you gotta look. I mean, if there's games you don't like, you just have to look more and you still didn't give us actually even an example of what specific type of game you were jonesing for or looking for that you weren't able to find and so i'm not really clear on what you're missing but i'll still stand by what i said before last week which is if there's a certain kind of game you're looking for and you can't find it i think that it's mostly because you just haven't looked enough i also wanted to touch on on that a little bit when he says this is the worst cycle ever i think um, the joy from games suffers from uh, diminishing returns over time. Um, yeah, because you get bored of the same thing over and over again. Exactly. Like if, if you ask a, a 12-year-old right now how much he loves his video games or you know which system he likes most, he's going to pick one and he's going to love lots and lots of games on that. And then when he gets older, whatever systems exist at that time, he'll probably say, I mean, if he's like us anyway and, and you know, would think about games like we do uh would say that you know this is the worst jet it didn't didn't have the amazing games that i had back then right and it's because partly because of nostalgia but also because when games are new to you they're much more impressive and, and we've said that many many times on the show that newness is really important and uh you know sounds like kelvin is probably somewhere along our age or, or at least our generation and uh is suffering from the old gamer syndrome of not having anything new. Yeah, maybe so. <clears throat> and that's what's so beautiful about the indie games, the, you know, I want to say indie games revolution that's happening now, uh, because there's a lot of ingenuity that's happening, and, and you do have to go hunting it down a little bit, but you know, keep your eyes on the indie games festivals and all that stuff, because that's where you're going to find the games that are really interesting to you, because AAA titles will definitely just be rehashing stuff. Pretty rare that you're going to find a new experience. Like, uh, you know, I think of AAA... Th- titles that really made an impact in the last few years i think of portal that was really awesome right like that was great and then the second one not nearly the same experience because i was used to what it already offered like even though it was a lot of fun it wasn't it didn't give me the same like eye-popping oh my god this is amazing and your taste changed over time yeah you can't be listening to pearl gem for every year of your life but if i hadn't played the original portal and started playing it 
now, when Portal 2 came out, I would have that same uh, response to it as I did a few years ago. It's just that not after I played the first one is the second one going to be so impressive. And that's what I mean by diminishing returns. Never going to be as good as it used to be. And we are back once again. You're listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. And while you're listening, you should go to UAT.edu, the website for the University of Advancing Technology. Because hackers are out there. Now, we got another email. We got several. Um, John Bono, friend of, friend of the show, he emailed us. This other new guy, um, somebody, somebody. Ben, oh, yeah, Ben. He said he had a hard time listening live, and I was like, oh, well, you know what? I just fixed the website yesterday. So, bam, give that a shot. Um, also, he said uh, he hasn't heard us talk about any MMO games. I was just wondering what uh, what we think of them, good or bad for future games. We almost never mention any MMOs, don't we? Is that Do, do you know why? Well, I have, I have my own personal policy. Uh, not to play MMOs. <laughs> not to do crack cocaine. <laughs> yeah. And since MMOs are a variety of crack cocaine, you would I will, not you would not, not get addicted them. to MMOs. I will not do them. You don't. You don't I will have not. That. I will not do the drug. You I and will, I both have. Non- I will not poison this temple of a body with with the MMO. But neither of us have addictive behavior. That's where you're wrong. <laughs> so do you really think that you would get hooked on an MMO? You it's, are so critical of games, you can't keep playing the same game with the exception of that Disgaea game. Ironic, is For more it? than ten minutes. That and racing games are the only thing you've ever played for a long time. I just drove 200 laps of Indianapolis last night. Yeah, you're crazy. Took about two and a half hours. But MMOs, honestly, like, I may very well have a completely warped idea of what they are, but they seem totally boring to me. Run around, probably beat some stuff up by tapping your mouse button a million times, get some sort of reward, uh, which doesn't actually actually accomplish much, and then go do it again, and then keep doing it. Just like crack cocaine, except you don't have to click anything. Well, it's crack, crack cocaine, except crack gives you a good feeling and makes you want to keep doing it. And I think of that, and I think, no, I don't know why I would want to even start doing it. Yeah. Well, it's a simulated good feeling that you get with the MMOs. Well, maybe I'm immune but I have no interest in playing MMOs because thus far I've not seen an MMO that is interesting to me. And But I've also not really seen many, I guess. And you have a life. Yeah, that's there's so many things I'd like to do that aren't spending 24 hours cooped up in a room playing it's, a video game. I've I haven't I haven't fallen prey to the MMO, but that's cuz I restrict myself on purpose, but I have fallen prey to other games and I've invested really unhealthy times into them. Yeah. And I'm trying to keep that uh, at a minimum here. I realize what I just said makes me sound like one of those D-bag adults who doesn't like video games. Obviously, yeah. that's not the case. Um, <laughs> I just think there's a place for them, right? And I, I also like going outside and like jumping on things and swimming and you know playing racquetball or something, right? Like I want to do other stuff, not spend my entire day inside uh, playing a computer game, which is the same experience over and over and over. I hate repetition in games. And uh, there, there was a, I had an art teacher once who told me about um, a, a poster she had seen where there was, was the goal was to visualize a an emotion 
right? And it's it's very difficult to do as an artist. Um, I'm not trying to say that I'm an artist, but she said she, had, she saw a great visualization of emotion when there was a board with probably a hundred nails halfway in and like half of them bent and, and just not completely uh, nailed into this piece of wood, this board. And it said that that is a perfect demonstration of frustration, right? Because you know what, what the user had done and you know what he had to go through and, and could never hammer that in. And like that's what people don't like about repetition. Is It's frustrating. Like, you know, in a platformer game, if you can't make that jump perfectly because the designers have made it so difficult that you just have to do it over and over again, um, that's frustrating and it makes you not want to play the game. And, uh, yeah, so that's right. why I don't like well, repetition. The, well, the crux, I mean, the crux of the motivation there is that, you know, even though the player may experience certain amounts and degrees of frustration, that there's always that the chance of a reward and the anticipation of the reward that's the that's the motivating factor there now if the reward doesn't give you any feeling of reward then its effect is basically moot right but if it does i mean it's it's well, the in an mo I, I think tapping enough until you beat up a guy yeah like it it's not it's not enough for me like if i'm jumping over a gap and i fail several times and i finally do it i'm like aha i got you right but Playing, I guess, I guess you could just die playing the MMO. Right. You it's don't not, beat up the dragon but properly. Not, I, I think you're focusing on the uh, the mechanic, which is not the draw for most people. It's kind of the other side of it. It's the result, right? So it's not that like clicking. It's not that clicking on something to kill this bad guy is satisfying. In fact, it's markedly unsatisfying, right? But it's the possibility of a result. I think it's the same type of motivation that keeps people playing slot machines, right? It's because now in the slot machine, what's your reward? It's real money. Okay, so money is intrinsically motivating. So that's always good to get, right? Now, in the context of the MMO, they're not really dispensing money, right? I mean, what do they have to dispense? They have like, you know, really experience. awesome shield or experience points or something like a really rare item or something like that, right? But what happens is that in the context of the game, like maybe you didn't really get into, you know, the whole systems in a lot of these games because in, in a lot of ways they're pretty obtuse. And so that's preventing you from appreciating like the reward value of some of these things. I think that if you were able to appreciate the reward value of some of those things, that then you would be a lot more susceptible to getting hooked in them. You Not know, that you should. No, I'm I'm definitely oversimplifying. Like, I'm sure when you're playing World of Warcraft, if you don't know what you're doing and you just tap stuff, you're never going to beat him, beat some big enemy, and you have to, like, get together with your friends and have the right kind of, you know, have the right mix of badass characters to beat up some dude, and you have to use the right armor mixed with the right spell, and so there's some puzzle element to it. But, I don't know, man, it just doesn't sound appealing to me. Don't even want to try it. Well, it's it's been said that the thing about a lot of these MMO or these MMO-style games that really hooks people is that they, they dispense rewards on a schedule that is very difficult to predict. And, incidentally, that's also the same way that slot machines work. And that's why slot machines are so effective. They've actually found out that when you get rewards in unpredictable ways to unpredictable degrees that that's actually more motivating to you than let's say if you got like you know like the equivalent of like six bucks every hour or whatever or like 20 bucks an hour right 
the unpredictable reward is actually more motivating than a scheduled predictable reward. Because yeah, you want to see what happens and the possibility of getting more. Well, the po- there's there's always a bigger possibility of getting more, right? I mean, you you know, you play the slot machine for, you know, I played it for a dollar and I played a hundred tries. You know, I played the penny slots, and you know, one of them I got like eighty cents, right? Which is like my biggest you know slot machine win I ever had because I always play the penny slots because I don't want to put that much money into it, right? But then, like, oh, I got the 80 cent one. So, like, okay, now I'm motivated to play a little more, you know. Whereas if I didn't get that, I would be like, oh, okay, like, I'm done. This is stupid. Yeah. That doesn't sound like much fun either. So. Slot machines I do play a little bit when I go to Vegas because my wife likes them. Right. But the person who's hit with, you know, the $5,000 prize, that's going to be someone. playing the penny slots. Well, probably not. But if they, if they win the $5,000 prize on the penny slots. That is a very rare event, yeah. and they're unless unless they're very very self aware, they're probably going to engage in a lot more slot playing right after that because since they won such a huge prize, they think that it's going to become a lot more frequent than it really is. Yeah. By the way, I play penny slots too, but you play a lot of lines at once. Yeah. Multiple credits see, per line, that sort of thing. See that whole? Uh, yeah, I never liked that. Because I can never really see all the lines. I mean, they've got machines in there now that are like 50 lines. Yeah. No, you have. There, you can definitely not. And you can't, no human being can know what's going on. Right. And I just, I feel like I'm kind of getting gypped. I mean, I, I understand that I'm playing like 50 times more efficiently if there's 50 lines. But I actually like the action of seeing what happens at the end of every trial, right? And so, like, like I can try, I can try 50 outcomes and watch them happen each one at a time. Or I can just all spend it in three seconds. Well, if you're doing the, the 50 lines at once or 40 or whatever it is, then you also have a... These slot machines these days, uh, they have opportunities for bonuses well, where you're, you're taken away from the the, the real R E E L game and right. moved on to like the bonus game and the monitor above or something like that. Right, right. And you increase your chances as, as far as I can tell anyway. You would increase your chances of achieving the bonus by doing the multiple lines. Yeah. Also, you, you can't even do the bonus unless you do so many lines. Right. Stuff it's like that. it's kind of ironic because the more money you put in, the better your odds are. The more lines you play at a time. And the more credits you play at a time, it unlocks, like you said, these upper echelons of play and reward where you got to do that if you want the best odds. But the odds are so bad that I would rather just get more action and playtime out of them and possibly even more drinks. Actually, by the way, uh, a lot of slot machines odds are not that bad. You just want to play bad. the ones near the front door. Front door says a lot. Do you know how can, they can set the odds on each machine? Yeah. Right. They'll, they'll be up to like 97% return on the ones that are near the door to try to attract people. That's, so never play the ones away from the door. That's the one I want to play. The one near the door. Yeah. Um, I had some pretty good yeah. luck with one near an escalator. So that might might have something to do with it. Yeah. Anyway, thank you very much for listening, everyone. We'll be back uh, next week, as always, or at least I will be. I'm not sure about Ara. I may or may not be. I may be in a clandestine location. We'll see if we can get Eric to fill in if you're gone. Uh, anyway, go to chatterboxgameshow.com and email us, because that's where we are. And if you have any questions or something you want us to talk about, let us know, and we might even do that. Good night, guys. You've been listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Tune in next week for more tips and info and the latest and greatest in video gaming. And remember, all your base are belong to us.